Let's go. Set it up. Top of the show. Form, check form. Cover down. Do it again. Run it back. And we'll see you at the show. Welcome back to On a Water Break. This is a podcast about everything in the marching arts. You name it, we probably already plan on talking about it. There is just so much that we want to talk about. We have had some great episodes so far, and we are looking forward to sharing more information, news, and advice with you today. So, hi guys. Let's say hello to the staff. What has been going on? How's everybody doing? Hey, hey, hey. Yo, yo. Hey. Hi. I don't know about you guys, but I just got back from the Macy's Parade, and that was an awesome experience. I know we're going to do a whole episode on it. So I'm like, I'm like jumping in my seat about how excited I am for that. <laughs> I loved all the pictures you took with all of the cards. I was like, 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 like. It was so cute. Oh, well, thank you. Tom, how are things going over in Bandland? Uh, Bandland here in California is over, thankfully. Uh, we are done Whoa. and we are ready to move on to winter. Um happily ready to move on to winter <laughs> how about everybody else we have moved on to winter garden season here in texas thank god <laughs> <laughs> what's the kind of feeling I, i'm kind of getting the vibes that you guys are like more all about the winter season than the fall season it's just really hot in texas so it's nice to go inside yeah it's, it's weird in southern california because it never really gets that cold or rainy so Everyone just keeps rehearsing outside. Yeah, that is a benefit. Uh, being from the East Coast, coming out to the West Coast, it's nice being able to rehearse kind of wherever you want all year round. Exactly. <laughs> well, speaking of somebody who has been to a lot of different places uh, and teaching in a lot of different places, I want to introduce our guest clinician this week. She deserves a really big introduction with trumpets, a full snare line, 21, <laughs> rifle, a 21 rifle seven, turnaround Stop. salute for the work she's been doing with the diversity in our activity. This is oh. Nicole Younger. Oh my gosh. I feel like I can take over the world now. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, so Nicole, a little bit of a rundown on what I have about you is that you've instructed scholastic and independent color guard programs up and down the East Coast, the Midwest, Texas, and New York. You have been a color guard staff member at Genesis Drum Corps, the Colts, uh, and the Colts, where you also spent two years as the horn line choreographer, so definitely got some more diversity there. Uh, mm -hmm. You also spent three years with Monarch Independent Percussion as the movement specialist. They uh -huh. went to their first season of world class with you and finished in the top 10. And yes. you are currently setting your sights on the judging side of marching arts. In 2020, you started your judge training journey online and you've been working on getting your DCI judge certification mm -hmm. and you're actively judging marching band shows in your area. I um, am. Yeah. So <laughs> tell us about that. Wow. Okay, so I do sound busy. I get it now. <laughs> it's just because it's spread out now. <laughs> um, it's been um, fun. I mean, I think uh, ever since 2020, when, uh, you know, the pandemic happened, a lot of people uh, took a pivot. And I did. I did. Oh, I sure. pivot. And um, my pivot went towards, like, diversity and inclusion. You know, the world was almost definitely on fire so um i was like where's the fire extinguisher um <laughs> but uh, i looked towards other things that i didn't see you know I, I didn't see a lot happening and i didn't see a lot happening in um as far as seeing people that look like me um you know on the other side of the floor like growing up and i started in the 90s when i was um spinning you know and performing and yeah. I just never saw anybody that looked like me. And then the more that we, you know, evolve into this uh, activity, you see a lot more, um, you see a lot more different colors. I see a lot more kids that look like me. And um, there are a lot more people that look like me that are being directors and techs right now. But if we get to the other side of the floor, you know, we don't have that. So um, that's one of my biggest reasons for 
doing my judging training. The other is really diving in. I've always been like, ooh, the DA, um, oh gosh, video, or I'm sorry, the DA tape has always been one that I like, you know, clamored to. And I was like, I want to listen to this and I want to get as much out of it as I can. And so I, I went straight to that. I do do GE mainly because reaction, reaction, reaction. I'm a reactionary, I'm a reactionary person. Um, but also that's what I wanted to do and I wanted to hear and I wanted to, you know, be that voice that someone else could get something from. Even if it's just one thing, they can get something from it. So I actually first heard about you whenever you founded this awesome program called The Cookout. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about that more in a minute. But okay. uh, so tell us some, uh, I, we have some questions for you for today and not just from me, but from our whole panel. Um, what is your earliest memory in the marching arts? Let's start there. <sighs> um. Well, I'm sure everybody has been in that, per, you know, been in this atmosphere, but like, obviously not with me, but um, it was the first time I ever auditioned. And um, I didn't start, I didn't know how to spin until the night before the audition that I went on. Ooh. Uh, yeah, my best friend at the time, still a really good childhood friend, her name's Colby. Um, she's very good flag. She marched, actually, Whitney, I think she, you guys marched together at Carolina Crown. Um, and Ooh. yeah, and we grew up together. We went to middle school and high school together. Um, I still go to her house for Christmas time to see her and her kids, <laughs> but, um, yeah, she was trying to teach me drop spins the night before. And, um, we went and, uh, you know, auditioned the next day and I did a lot of crying throughout the whole day until we got to the movement part and I felt better. And, you know, I just went home with a bunch of bruises, but yeah, that's my early <laughs> Hey, Nicole, uh, you were talking about um, getting into judging and um, doing DA. Uh, I'm a percussion guy, a longtime percussion guy my whole life. I started judging about two years ago, and my favorite caption actually is to do DA for Color Guard. Uh, what do you love about that caption that, that draws you to it? I feel like the DA, is, the DA tape is for uh, the staff. Um, because everything else I feel is much more for the kids to listen to. I think if the kids listen to DA, they're going to be, they'll have a lot of questions. I'm not saying that they can't listen to it, but it is more geared towards the staff. Um, and I like to look at things in the, in the macros. And so like, I'll see how like something in the corner is going to tie into what's, you know, bringing everything to light down here and how like this curvilinear form is, you know, conducive. It, it's just all how everything flows together. Um, also, too, I'm ADHD. So if I can back up off of things and see everything <laughs> at one time, <laughs> that makes more sense to me. If I'm zeroed in on something, somebody could like move a pinky finger and I'm like, what was that? So I like to look at the whole picture. Cool. Hey, Nicole, it's Chris. Um, I have a question for you. What, what do you think um, are some of the best trends happening in the marching arts right now? Is it from, is it like costumes or props or amplification or storytelling? Just what do you see as like the, the new, the, like the trends that are really helping the activity grow? I really do like, um, uh, the electronics. I mean, electronics has been in, you know, the marching arts for a while. Um, and I'm talking more about this on the, uh, drum corps and marching band side, yeah. because it just brings another layer of, um, of performance that yeah. you don't see. Like it's the audio match and the visual, but then it's the visual from not just the color guard or, you know, but it's the horn line, you know, also matching that audio. Agreed. Um, I really, really like that. Um, and to bring that into like the color guard side of things, um, you know, we all have like cut music for winter guard. Um, when they start to put in more things, like it's a soundscape. I, again, it adds another layer. And so it just gives more 
I call the show meat and potatoes. It gives it more to the meal, <laughs> so to speak. So uh, yes, the anything anything more creative on the audio side. Agreed. Agreed. Great. Thank you. You're welcome. Nicole, this is slightly unrelated, just slightly. What is okay. your favorite show that you've ever performed in? Oh, favorite show that I ever performed in. Um, actually, I know this. Yeah, gosh, now I feel bad for pausing so long. Um, but it's <laughs> uh, Shostakovich um, when I was with Patriots. Um, I had I had my own version of a perfect season. Uh, close to perfect season. <laughs> I can remember a regional that was not good, but um, yeah, that show was great. I loved my flag line. Like we all shared, it was a 16 person flag line, but man, we shared a brain come finals night and that was great. What there was year? a one and a half toss that people lost their minds over and I'm like, are they clapping for the flags? <laughs> and that's a winner show, right? What's that? And that was a winner show? That was a winner show. Mm -hmm. What year was that? Oh, okay. I think it was oh two. Mm -hmm. We're really testing your knowledge and memory on this here. <laughs> no. What was your? What's been your favorite show to teach so far? Um, I think uh, it was the first year of Origins with Whitney, uh, where dreams begin, because that was just uh, a. a coming together of minds and, you know, something new and not to mention like something new and then just doing a really good job <laughs> the first year. Like, um, it was a special cast. It was a special, um, uh, special cast and special, uh, staff, you know, like everyone just came together off of a website, <laughs> not off of anything that they knew. And then once we put everything together, it was just so uh, beautiful. And then it had some dark moments. And I like all of those things when they are put together in the right way. Yeah, I was only really there for like the end of the season. Um, mm -hmm. But that, that group was really talented. They were so much fun to teach. And I worked with the dancers a lot and cleaning them and it was it was a good time and it was it was a great show and it was um the beginning of something really wonderful for origins that is awesome so beginning wonderful things tell us a little <laughs> bit more about the cookout so you started this and this was this was also like kind of in 2020 when all that stuff was going on mm -hmm. too right yes so <clears throat> when we were in lockdown um that's when like, um, I noticed for myself, I started to notice some things like when you're not running so much, you just start to notice some things about yourself. Oh, for sure. And, um, I did not only, you know, notice those things, but like we had also, um, Vincent Thomas had reached out and he was like, I want to reach out to all of our, um, all of our, uh, you know, directors and teachers of color in the March and arts activity and see how they're doing right now. And I was like, this is amazing because I remember during that time I had to write, um, I had to write a rifle ditty and I had heard about something that had happened in the news about the man walking his dog in central park, or he was taking pictures of the bird in central park. I don't know if you remember that. And you know, the woman with the dog called them the police and I remember how I felt that day and I was trying to be, you know, write this happy ditty and it just wasn't coming together for me. And so then I was like, okay, I'm going to go inside and just have a seat. And so I went inside and have a seat and then Vincent called me and he was like, we're going to put this, um, this zoom call together and I want you to do a testimony at the beginning of it. And I was just like, that's great. And it was called lean on, lean in, lean with. And honestly, I didn't know until we started that, that I knew it was like, oh, therapy is probably a really good thing right now. Um, <laughs> and it was good to actually have that. Um, and we had um, directors, color guard directors and teachers and um, technicians of color from all over do this, um, this zoom call and we all talked about how we were doing and how we are thinking about, you know, either returning to, you know, teaching color guard or where you're pivoting to, or where you think you're pivoting to and how you're doing and are you doing, you know, it's okay to talk about all that stuff. 
And we definitely did that. We did it like once a month. And it was a great thing to look forward to. And as everyone got busier, it kind of, you know, trailed off, but that's where that began. And I remember talking to Vincent and I said, wouldn't it be amazing? Because we looked, I mean, I would look at the screen and see this Brady Bunch screen of all these beautiful faces that I had never met before. And I thought, how awful is that? You know, I really want to meet these people and I really want to see them in person and hug them because like right now I'm hugging my laptop (laughs) and saying it's them. Um, But like having some really, really good conversations with these people. And then, you know, I was just like, I can't leave it at this. And when we didn't have it for a while, I was like, oh, I really miss this. And so I was like, okay, let's, let's try and get this going in person. And Once I did that, I was like, this is a lot for one person to do. So I reached out and I was like, anybody that's going to, you know, wants to help, let me know. And um, I came, I had, you know, um, Andre Williams. um, He said, yes. Bianca Wallace. She said, yes. Uh, Matt Miller. He said, yes. Um, And then um, uh, Martel Pearson. He said, yes, too. And all these people are in different states. (laughs) None of us are in the same state. And um, they helped to, you know, put this together, make it a real thing. And we were just like, oh, this would just be a great thing that everyone should, you know, be a part of, not just people of color, like white people, Asian people, black people, Latino people, like come together to celebrate people of color in the activity and what their contribution is towards this activity. <clears throat> so, um, in the first year we did that. And honestly, it went off great. I was like, I'm still like, I'm still super excited and I get shaky talking about it because it's such, it's so important to me. So yeah, that's how that happened. (laughs) That's the thing that amazes me so much. Like you've done so much work and you've done, like, you've been such an icon for this whole movement. And it amazes me because there are so many of us that really could use like the therapy that you were mentioning, like, oh yeah, we really, you know, and I think a lot of people had that same realization whenever lockdown happened, but the fact that you were able to take it and run with it and build something so beautiful out of it, like that just warms my heart. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> I, I feel like I, I was like, I think I need this. I think a lot of people need this. So, um, and this is the second year for it. Um, it's going to be held the day after WGI finals. Um, it's at headquarters. Uh, we do a couple of things. So I just want to know if it's okay for me to like gush about what we're doing really quick. Is that okay? For sure. All right. (laughs) Um, so last year we gave out one scholarship, um, and that was to Marcus Kane. He was in, oh goodness. Um, I forget the name of that guard. But the, Marcus Kane was the recipient of it. And it was an A, I think with Open Guard. Um, we're giving out two of those this year because we have enough to, um, we have enough sponsorship from it to do nice. two. Um, we are giving out, and I can give a little bit of this. It's kind of like a giveaway, but it's more um, geared towards the lines of giving back. Um, we are going to be uh, basically giving a show in a box to a, um, program that is, um, smaller and, um, that has a director that is either just like fresh out of high school used to be the captain, um, and that could use that mentorship and that help and getting those things done. So we've got one of those giveaways going on. And obviously that's going to be more geared towards hopefully the band directors that, you know, know more about that, um, to tell us, Hey, this could be a really good thing for this group. Um, cost effectively and down the line for, you know, that, that director. Um, And then we have tiers of flags that we're giving away um, to the same, you know, kinds of groups. You can get, you know, a set of flags that's, you know, one tier. And then the next one would be digitally printed, you know, flags. And then the third one is, you know, digitally printed flags and the printed uniforms. So uh, we're doing a lot of giveaways and giving back. I, that was one of the biggest things is that I wanted to keep evolving with this is that um, we want to make sure that that next generation of color guard gets as much, gets their foot in the door as much as anybody else can. 
That's so awesome. And how can I find you guys? Like, well, how, do, how can our listeners find you? How can they find the cookout? Where on social media can they see all of this amazing work that you're doing? Oh my gosh, I'm glad you asked. Um, <laughs> we're on Facebook. It's uh, the cookout. Uh, and that we have a Facebook page. Um, and then on Instagram, it's the cookout CG. Um, and yep. So those are the most places. And then you know, any of us who are part of the admin team, we definitely use our own personal Facebooks to, uh, you know, get things out. All right. Well, uh, it is time to start rehearsal. So let's take this show on the road. Thank you so much, Nicole. On a Water Break is teaming up with Style Plus, Guard Closet, and Marching Arts Education to do some great giveaways this winter. The first is two $500 scholarships to two performers in an independent percussion, winds, or color guard competing in WGI this winter. That's right, one for a guard person and one for a winds or percussion individual. If that's not amazing enough, we will also be awarding to two groups a set of 20 Style Plus Performance Tops or a set of 20 unitards. One set of unitards for the winning color guard and one set of performance tops to a winds or percussion group. Check out more information about this opportunity on our website at onawaterbreak.com. Everyone that registers will receive a free month of service from Marching Arts Education and all their amazing educational offerings. The winners will also be invited to be panelists on our podcast throughout the winter season. You'll tell us about your experiences as a performer and your insights into what's happening in the marching arts. Again, check out our website at onawaterbreak.com for information about applying for these opportunities. All right, guys, take 10. Now is the time in rehearsal when we solve everyone's issues, or at least we try to. We are marching band staff, not miracle workers. So let's get going. Nicole, our guest clinician, has stuck around today, and she is ready to give her advice. So let's get right on with our first listener question, number one. How do you know when it's appropriate to upgrade or downgrade the level of competitiveness. So whether you want to compete, not compete, go to more shows, go to less shows uh, for your program. So Nicole, do you want to start us off on this? Yeah. Um, and I think it may be, obviously it's, you know, going to be towards each program, but look at what they're doing, you know, and it's okay to ask them, you know, if you're going from a program that specifically is a, you know, let me just perform for the football team and, um, it, you know, at halftime and you want to say, Hey, do you guys want to actually like compete during winter? You know, see what they say. Yeah. That's another, that's just the easiest way to start. Yeah. And I, I, I jump uh, off of what Nicole's talking about too, to use fall, the fall season as a litmus test to see the abilities and the strengths and weaknesses of the ensemble itself. You know, if, if you have a particularly strong rifle line, for example, then if they're going to be doing a winter, winter uh, show, then I think you can apply the things that they were doing in fall and maybe add another element to what they're doing to add the difficulty level up a little bit. But I just think you, you look at the strengths, the weaknesses of your ensemble, then you write the show to appropriately highlight those strengths. All right. I think those are both excellent responses. So let's move on to number two. Uh, how do you work with a staff member who has become a poor fit for the growth of your program? Uh, so for example, maybe they're becoming too impatient or too demanding with the performers. Maybe they're like just not working in the same capacity that they used to work. They're not getting stuff done as quickly as they used to. Um, just something that has changed. How would you go about working with that? Ooh, that's a tough one because you, we're we're usually all friends too. That's a fine line. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But if you're good friends with these people, it's okay to sit down with them and be like, "Hey, what's going on?" Yep. Right. For sure. You know, um, and and sometimes it just takes that that you know just to sit down and say, uh, "Are you okay? What's happening? You seem super." you know, agitated or whatever, you know, whatever you need to. Um, 
But I think on the other side of things too, if you're not like very good friends with the people that you're teaching with, you know what I mean? And maybe it's the first year with them, or maybe it's a grandfathering thing, you know, you can just be like, this is what I'm noticing. And this is, I mean, I know it's super uncomfortable, but actually in this day and age, you got to get real comfortable with being uncomfortable to get to the other side of what you need to get to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And uh, uh, I just ran into that probably about a year ago and I had to let that person know, you know, have you not noticed the kids are not responding to you anymore? Mm. You know, take that into check. I'm sure if I heard something like that, too, I'd be like, oh, well, you yeah, know, that's, a little light comes on. Maybe you hope. Hopefully. <laughs> it's just like oh, you're here to teach, right? OK, it's not working. Uh, <laughs> if not, they just don't get a phone call the next fall. Oh. <laughs> I mean, if you have that conversation with somebody, too, I, I don't really talk about it very much. But this actually kind of happened at Spintronics. Um, you know, my friend. Uh, I had a friend who was running it with me and we, you know, she was with me for a really long time and it just kind of got to a point where she just, she was really trying to do what she could, what she had been doing and be there for me because we'd been friends for so long, even though her heart wasn't necessarily in it as much anymore. Um, And, you know, by sitting down and having that conversation with her, we ended up having to get on the phone, sadly, instead of face to face, but like just sitting down and having that conversation it, it kind of helped us both to realize at the same time, like, okay, this is time to move on. And it's not, you know, we're not trying to move on with hard feelings or anything. It's just, this is the point we've come to. And I think that's, especially working with friends, that's really important to be able to leave space to have those conversations because you don't want to harm the friendship ultimately, you know, if you're still going to be friends with this person afterwards. Yeah. It's always tough, but we have to always remember it is a job. Yep. Yeah. We have a job to do. It's not a, um, you know, pal hangout. Mm -hmm. Sometimes being, and especially if you are a director, like you don't always have to just, you know, play, not play, but be like the voice of reason to the kids. Sometimes you have to be the voice of reasons to your tech. Sometimes you have to be the voice of reasons to like your right hand. So all of that plays into each other. Okay, this next listener question actually kind of plays into that as well, talking about being that voice for your students. So how do you support your students who audition for an outside ensemble that might be far beyond their current reach? So let's say you're teaching at a developing high school program and a student wants to go audition for a world-class ensemble, like, and there's no way that they're going to make it in that world-class ensemble, but they really want it. Like, how do you how do you support that? How do you, you know, build them up without, you know, letting them, letting that failure define them? I, I think first you just have to make sure first you, you encourage the kid to, to do the audition, even knowing that they're not going to make it just so that they can gain the experience of, of auditioning for a world-class ensemble. And secondly, I would also make sure that there's no restrictions on a high school student that is already has a performing ensemble to make sure that they're they're not going to infringe on any of the rules of the association that they're participating in. Yeah, well, I think nowadays the the audition process is such a a different experience for the new member than when most of us did it, um, especially me. But um, we encourage it at our little school. Um, just so they can experience something different to see the other side of things, to see other, other, other kids their age and see, wow, that, that is possible to achieve, you know, that skill level. I I think that um, encouraging them to have a backup plan, um, especially if you don't think that they're going to make the, their highest level team that they are auditioning for just having like, if, I mean, if you're going for world-class have an A or open class, program that you also are um, encouraging them to join because it's totally fine to be out of high school and not go straight to world class. Not a lot of people are actually able to do that. So encouraging them to like start at the bottom and work their way up is always positive. Okay, guys, the next up is text a friend. This is the part of the podcast where we have 
30 seconds to try and get a friend of ours to answer a question. We don't know what the question is. And we get bonus points if we can call the person on the phone. So I'm going to throw it over to our producer, Jeremy. I don't even know the question for this one. So Jeremy, take it away. What do you got for us? Hello, everyone. I'm very excited that you're all here. I'm very excited to have Nicole, a part of our program, maybe joining us in in, in more staff capacity on the on the on a water break break show. Um, definitely. So this will be a new one for Nicole. This is a new one for everybody on the panel. Uh, text a friend. So for those of you who don't know, the panelists are currently on their phone telling their friends, "Hey, I'm going to have a trivia question that's going to be asked of me, and I'm going to have 30 seconds to answer it." So in honor of this being a more color guard oriented panel with the lovely Nicole joining us, um, I have asked, I, this, th- today's trivia question is a color guard question, and it is a mid-90s color guard question. Let's say almost even uh, borders on early 90s color guard question. So those of you that are tech- getting your text of friends ready, you know, start reaching out to those people who might have this answer to this question. So there is a very famous WGI show, okay? Very famous mid-90s WGI show performed to, and if you know, we do not say, we're, you all might know, we do not say, we want our, we want our text of friend to say, the, the, the show Hotel California. <gasps> what group performed and in my opinion therefore no one else can ever do this song ever again um you know by all means wait if you have a question go ahead girl what you got what you got you don't have a question no oh i have the answer oh she's like ready she's like i got the answer you have your text a friend already has the answer yeah you can't have the answer you can't everybody knows this everybody i know knows this get somebody on the line we want it we want to hear from somebody who's gonna have the first real like your text a friend answer you got to get them to answer i'm rethinking my text a friend now (laughs) (laughs) they're not it's not all i've gotten gotten back is oh girl oh (laughs) (laughs) oh no anybody tom chris you guys know chris is you know, but you have a text a friend? I, I, I can text them, but I already know the answer. My text a friend's looked at it, but he hasn't responded. <laughs> Whitney, did anybody get your answer yet? I'm waiting for the answer. <laughs> we know, we all know, we all know the answer. I figured, I figured everybody here, at least most people here would go, oh yeah, I know that show. I mean, to me, that show again, you know, is one of my gateways into this activity is what I will say. That's probably my, like one of my whys of the marching arts is I saw that and that was like it, you know? When uh, when we used to get those fan favorite videos, those DVDs, it's definitely on there. Uh-huh, it is definitely on there. And it is yeah, definitely. It just means you, it can't be done again. I mean, you, you, it's like almost like you want to think of a different way to do it, but you can't. So the show, Hotel California, does anybody know what year it was? I'll go with anybody. Yes, Chris, what is what's the, what do you got? 1993. Is it 93? I thought it was 92. I think it's 92. I think it's 92, Chris, get there. Did anybody get the answer from their text a friend yet? Not yet. No. My, my text a friend is ignoring their messages. <laughs> All right, Wit. You did have you did raise your hand first. We're we're our, our text of friends have have let us down. Oh. But what is the show, Wit? Escapade. Oh wait. So I, I'm not kidding. Uh, Andre got that. He said it. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hotel California <laughs> is not. Peter. Hotel California Kids is not escapade. I was going to say, isn't it? Uh, Go ahead, Nicole. What is it? Alliance of Miami? Yes. Ding, 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 ding. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yes. For real? Yes. Alliance of Miami. Yes, yes. Yeah, they had like three or four years of just killer shows right there. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Yes. Alliance of Miami, Hotel California, their show, that show was beyond brilliant. I actually believe Latrice Royale from RuPaul's Drag Race is was in that show as like one of the main was phenomenal in 92. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that show, for those of you who've not seen it. 
was basically that song, Hotel California. And that, that Hotel California show was essentially four people in four rooms of the hotel, yellow, green, blue, and red. That They, they stayed in there that whole time and, and delivered an amazing show. The rest of the, the color guard was all in black. They had to stay in the lines of the, it was incredible. So if you have not seen that show, by all means, please go and, and check that out. So um, I throw it back to you, Jackie. Thanks everybody for playing text a friend. Oh man, that was an amazing text a friend round. Uh, if you guys want our staff to help you with your next marching arts question, we have our staff standing by ready to help. Simply send us a voice recording or an email to onawaterbreak at guardcloset.com. We would love to hear about your experiences and help you out. Okay, everybody, head back onto the field for the final rehearsal chunk. And while you're heading back, it's time for a Mama Minute with our friend and social media sensation, Cindy Berry, also known as Leander Mama. Take it away, Cindy. Hello again, band fans. I'm Leander Mama, and it's time for another Mama Minute. Today, I want to talk to you about a very serious subject, especially in Texas. The subject of what to do when marching season is over, but your school's football team just keeps on winning. What in the actual heck are you supposed to do when it's December and you're still smack dab in the middle of football season? I mean, this is the rainy season in Texas, for heaven's sake, and the beginning of winter for a good part of the rest of the country. This is not what you signed up for when your family joined the marching band. Yes, I said family. Those directors promised you a reprieve once you survived July, August, September, Bantober, and just a little bit of November. How dare they expect you to stay focused on football games and concession stand duty and extra rehearsals when you're busy dreaming about staying in your pajamas all day, drinking holiday coffee, and doing your online Christmas shopping. I talked to a friend of mine who's a Booster Club member at the Woodlands, and she said they try and make it a little more fun for everyone, and they give the band members a little more freedom during the playoff season. They let the band kids go and buy concessions when normally they aren't allowed to, and they get to do things like pick their own seats on the buses instead of a being assigned one. Now, I also asked my band friends on Instagram the same question, and I found some of their answers a little more amusing, but still helpful. They said they do things like, just don't make the playoffs. They wear their letterman jackets over their uniforms. They scream and dance in the stands. They get to sit with whomever they want. They have choreography they do during drum cadences. And finally, they survive by really getting into football. I think that last one is probably the most important. Now, as a parent, how do you avoid the burnout of a seemingly never-ending season when the school actually does have a successful football team? Well, for one thing, just keep remembering how brutally hot it was just a few short months ago and be grateful for actual sweater weather. Keep your complaints and frustrations about the long season to yourself and encourage your child to enjoy this really cool time with their friends. Continue going to the games and supporting the organization that is doing so much for your child. Yes, sometimes you actually do want to cry when the football team wins yet another game. But paste a smile on your face and make those kids think you couldn't be happier for them. This will all be over before you know it. And one day you will sit back and wonder where on earth the years went. And you'll be glad that you stuck it out all those months with your fellow band families because these are memories that you will cherish forever. That's all for today's Mama Minute. Have a great week, everyone, and good luck to all of you who still have just a little more football to go. On a Water Break is teaming up with Style Plus, Guard Closet, and Marching Arts Education to do some great giveaways this winter. The first is two $500 scholarships to two performers in an independent percussion, winds, or color guard competing in WGI this winter. That's right, one for a guard person and one for a winds or percussion individual. If that's not amazing enough, we will also be awarding to two groups a set of 20 Style Plus performance tops or a set of 20 unitards. One set of unitards for the winning color guard and one set of performance tops to a winds or percussion group. 
Check out more information about this opportunity on our website at onawaterbreak.com. Everyone that registers will receive a free month of service from Marching Arts Education and all their amazing educational offerings. The winners will also be invited to be panelists on our podcast throughout the winter season. You'll tell us about your experiences as a performer and your insights into what's happening in the marching arts. Again, check out our website at onawaterbreak.com for information about applying for these opportunities. It is time for Quick Chunks with our Gush and Goes. This is the time of the rehearsal where our staff get to gush and go on for 30 seconds about anything they want to that has to do with the marching arts. Let's go. So Winter Guard season is starting all over the world. And I know a lot of groups are starting staging right now and learning choreography. I have friends that are traveling around the world to teach programs. So it's um, it's it's going down. It's happening. And we're excited for 2023 WGI. Chris, what's your gush and go? Dude, okay. So my gush and go is I've been working with a client on getting some new drums for his school, and we were going through the process of finding out who has, which drum manufacturer has the lightest drums. And lo and behold, we found out that the Pearl Drum Organization has the lightest marching drums in the activity right now. Uh, it's with uh, uh, Ludwig, who used to be the heaviest, being second, uh, then then uh, Yamaha, then Mapex. So very interesting to find out that these instruments have uh, that they've evolved these instruments in such a way that now Pearl is one of the very lightest drums out there which still produces a quality sound so that's my gush and go today <clears throat> that's a great gush <clears throat> way to go pearl yep yep <laughs> tom why don't you, gotta... you take it yeah my, so my gush is you know and we're going to talk about the macy's day parade but again uh i spent my morning on uh being able to uh rewind and watch what I wanted of the Macy's Day Parade and I watched every drum line. I don't remember all the groups I saw, but I, I had a great time. Uh, and, you know, I got a gush, California, Clovis North representing. I think they did California Dreaming as they went by, so that was super cool. Um, a lot of groups, you know, did Christmas songs and whatnot. California was representing. But my go is, is they just don't get enough time. They're so great and they work so hard. Uh, I wish Macy's could put together like a second day of just band performances somewhere. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, you're, 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 you're already there. What's one more day, you know? All right. That's, that's my thing. But it's all awesome. It's all awesome. That's kind of like what they do at the Tournament of Roses, though. They have like that big marching band competition in addition to the parade yeah yeah i mean even like a standstill in front of macy's would be cool with all the groups that would, that would be fun or something but you know nicole maybe, they're, listen you? maybe they're listening <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry jackie what'd you say uh what's your gush and go what do you want to gush about um, I'm going to gush about the cookout. I'm sorry. Got to, uh, Do second it. year of it. Um, <laughs> uh, we have an early bird, uh, tickets going on Well, they're on sale now. Um, so it's 50% off. So they're 20 bucks, um, right now until January 17th. Um, so you can buy them right now for, you know, people, we gave it out for giving to like, we posted about it for giving Tuesday. Um, it's a great Christmas present. I'll go ahead and put that in there. Um, we'll have t-shirts on sale coming soon, uh, probably in about two weeks. Uh, you can order those and they come right to your house. Um, let's see. If you are wanting just to donate to the cause at all, we have QR codes, um, on both pages. So yeah, please give to the cookout. Awesome. I want to gush a little bit about now about my my baby because when we were at the Macy's parade spending time with the Macy's band we got to meet Fran Kick uh those of you who have heard of Fran Kick he's a leadership instructor he has done so many amazing leadership sessions for so many bands all across the U.S. he does all the leadership leadership training for the Bands of America 
uh, summer symposium. I've met him multiple, multiple times and just having to get him to meet my child, even though he's just a baby, it was really cool. And we got to talk a lot about like, you know, what his future is going to be like in band. And I just, I have to gush about that a little bit because he pointed out that my baby's name being Victor is like Vic Firth. So his name is already on the drumstick. So he's going to be a drummer. So that's my gush. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. All right, guys. Uh, Let's take it on and go to the news segment. Whitney, do you have a news story for us today? All right. Um, So I was just going to do a quick rundown about who's going to be in the um, Tournament of Roses parade. Um, There's quite a few. There is Al, I think it's Al Gafu, Honor Green Band from Japan. Banda de Musica La Primavera from Panama. Brookwood Bronco Marching Band from Georgia. Bujos Marching Band from Mexico. Foothills Falcon Band from Arizona. Fresno State Bulldog Marching Band from Fresno, California. LAUSD All District High School Honor Band from California. Pasadena City College Herald Trumpets from Pasadena. Pasadena City College Tournament of Roses Honor Band. The Pella Marching Dutch from Iowa. Rockford High School Marching Band from Michigan. Um, both of the Rose, Goal, Rose Bowl game participating teams bands, Rosemount High School from Minnesota, Salvation Army, Army Tournament of Roses Band from California, Spartan Legion Marching Band from Virginia, Taipei First Girls High School Marching Band and Color Guard from uh, Taiwan, Triugio, maybe, Marching Band Triugio from Monza and Brianza, Italy, United States Marine Corps West Coast Composite Band, Vista Ridge High School Ranger Marching Band from Cedar Park, Texas, and Wisconsin Northwoods Marching Band from Wisconsin. Quite a few. Some really good ones. always blows me away how many more bands there are than like the Macy's parade. <laughs> yeah. There's significant amount more. It's well, it's just a huge parade. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys have, have done the parade, but like, it's like five miles of like the actual parade route. And then there's also a couple of miles to get to the parade route and a couple of miles afterwards. It's crazy. I have done the Rose Bowl parade once. That's my, long. My, my wife had to do it twice. Once as a member with the Pasadena City College Honor Band, and as, as one time with El Dorado High School as an assistant director. And she was on the opposite side of the of the block at the front, but the camera caught her and not the band director, and uh, band director was uh, none too pleased. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, this is Trevor. I just want to interrupt for a second to give you some great news that just got our hands on. Unfortunately, the Santa Clara Vanguard organization is unable to field a drum corps unit for the 2023 season. Obviously, this is heartbreaking. Our our thoughts go out to the members, the staff, volunteers, administrators, friends, family, alumni of that prestigious organization. And we hope to see a great comeback in the 2024 season for SCV. Okay, now throwing it back to you in the studio. Uh, Nicole, you have a, a, a news story that's very dear to your heart for us. Yes, I'm originally from Virginia, and uh, this news comes from the UVA marching band. So on their South Lawn on Friday night or Friday evening, about 7.15, the UVA marching band came together with about 100 people from the community and the school to honor those uh, three football players that were fatally shot the week before. So they were honoring Devin Chandler, uh, Lavelle Davis Jr., and Deshaun Perry. Um, There was actually supposed to be a football game uh, against Coastal Carolina that was canceled so that they could do this uh, this memorial. They performed Nessun Dorma, they performed Amazing Grace, and they also performed uh, You Raise Me Up and a slowed down version of the good old song, which is a song that UVA marching band plays a lot of. Um, it was a very 
tender moment for the um, the marching band, the people that attended, and for those families to see as well. It was very nice. That is so, so touching. Uh, Chris, so talking about yes. universities. Yes, what's your so story we was? all know the the most university uh, marching bands have some type of gimmick like they you know they they have the drum major that with the big poofy hat and they bend over backwards and all that stuff and some bands have uh, a big bass drums well the University of Texas Longhorn Band is has had one of those huge massive bass drums uh, and. University of Texas is one called Big Bertha, which they got after World War II for a dollar. That um, they've been using this drum on the field, Big Bertha, for for many many years, for decades, and it's finally time to retire Big Bertha. But but don't be afraid, kids. They have they're bringing out Big Bertha II, which will uh, hopefully stand for another hundred years of service for the University of Texas Longhorn Band. So big shout out to Big Bertha 2. If you're, if you're into watching college football, make sure you pay attention to them wheeling out Big Bertha. She is a massive, massive drum. Yeah, Chris, what does it say? What drum company was the original they and what the new one is? not released the uh, manufacturer of the drum, but uh, that is something that I'm going to keep looking up here. Yeah, I wonder what the original yeah, I mean, is 100 years old. Like, Gosh, it must be Ludwig. I- can't imagine. Tom, what's your news story for us today? It's a very controversial topic. Uh-oh. <laughs> the Academy Drum and Bugle Corps is bringing back their symbol line. Heck yeah, they are. Um, so, you know, a lot of people are 50-50 on symbol lines. Are they visual? Are they musically effective? Uh, I, you know, have 20 of them out there. That's how I feel about it. So... You know, cool, cool to them. I'm sure they'll be utilized in a great way. They're looking for like four or five uh, folks. If you want to crash some symbols and be part of the academy, run on down to Arizona. As a color guard person, as a visual person, I'm like, heck yeah, all about it. Let's get the symbol line going in there. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice element on the field. All right, guys, it is time to wrap up rehearsal. Thank you so much for another great episode. Nicole, thank you for coming in and being our guest clinician this week. We hope Thank that you, you so much for having me. Woo! We're awesome. Right. Thank you for another great episode, everybody here. We hope that you found your time with us to be worthwhile. Uh, tell a friend, share our link on social media, and get the word out. Don't forget about our scholarship and uniform giving away, giveaway that is coming up for the 2023 season. We're very excited to participate in that. Uh, everybody, good luck on your run this week, and we'll see you next time.